0: Hey there, let's listen to the global voices in drones and development. These are a series of masterclasses, interviews, and discussion on the use of drones and drone-based technologies for sustainable development and social impact. So let's get started. Um, thank you everyone for joining today
1: um, and thank you for having me as well. I'm looking forward to discuss how Swoop Error integrate drone logistics platform um, and how do the platform essentially empowers more robust supply chains and creates a positive impact in the communities we serve. So I'm um, joining you today from... Um, oh you today essentially from Melbourne and Australia. So before I jump in I'll provide a brief introduction to myself and Swoop Aero, and after that I will go further into the Swoop experience and our impact and the capability of the technology. The capability of the technology essentially to increase the strength and agility of the health supply chain in public um, settings. Um, so my name is Sabrina Raval, I'm the Chief Commercial Officer at Swoop and I lead the um, That's done. I lead the commercial strategy, oversee its implementation and work closely with stakeholders to generate impact and growth. Prior to joining Swoop, I worked over a decade in commercial roles at multinational companies. Um, And those included Ravlon and Porsche Design. And I also started a successful NGO supporting integration of refugees in Germany. And the impact we are creating here at Swoop is what drew me initially to join the organization in 2019. A little bit more about Swoop. Um, So Swoop was founded in 2017 by former Air Force pilot, Eric Peck and robotics engineer, Josh Tepper. And the company was founded on the back of a question asked by the um, Australian government as to whether a drone could transport chemotherapy into um, chemotherapy medication um, into rural areas in Australia. And the answer at that point was yes, but we essentially found a real question to be what did a system, system look like that could do that sustainably, reliably and safely every day of the week. Most startups essentially seem to try and look at a hobby drone and turn it into a delivery drone. And we basically took the opposite approach and we took a proven manned aviation technology and scaled it down. So, we leveraged the founders' experience and transformed a 70 ton Hercules aircraft into a 20 kilo 3D printed electric autonomous drone. Um, so, our mission as a company is um, to provide the world's leading technology platform for sustainable, reliable, and scalable drone logistics. our goal is to provide 100 million people with access to sustainable drone networks by 2025. So what does that mean in practice? Um, We essentially integrate drone logistics into the first and the last mile of the supply chain to transform its strengths and agility. And where we don't deliver that service ourselves, we provide our technology um, selectively to organizations across the globe to further reach our impact and our impact goal. Um, around the world, um, we're trusted by the biggest names in global healthcare, those include um, UNICEF, USAID, UK8, to deliver routine and emergency health supplies um, to places such as uh, Malawi, Congo, um, Vanuatu, and most recently as well Australia, and that basically keeps us on track of reaching our impact goal. And was every day off light um, across the world. We continue to deliver on, on that vision, which is for, or on our vision, which is for a world where stimulus supply chains bring emo- emotional and economic prosperity to all they serve. Oh, where do I get to the next slide? Just here, perfect. Um, so you might be asking, um, why are we using drones to deliver that vision? Um, so we operate so the first element is that we operate as as i was saying at, at the first and the last mile of the supply chain and um that part of the supply chain is complex and challenging um a challenging one to bridge and on top of that um geographical and climate related factors are further increasing the that challenge and are expected to increase in when it comes to the climate related ones um, expected to increase in frequency and severity as well over the coming decades. And so we have found that drones and more broadly, innovation um, is central to overcome these challenges. In fact, um, in rural and remote communities, one of the primary hurdles um, in the health supply chain in accessing um, health commodities are uh, expensive distances, the terrain, um, so rivers, mountains, um, or the lack of infrastructure. And bi-directional drone deliveries um, can solve that. So the drones are virtual drones, allowing for that um, dual approach rather than solely a delivery. Similarly, um, so we spoke about remote and rural settings. Similarly, if we look at urban settings, um, these drone networks um, augment existing services, um, which allow to balance a, a scheduled service with a cost-effective on-demand capability. They overcome um, crowded roads, they overcome um, a peak hour, et cetera. Um, one example, uh, one, one simple example that applies to both settings, um, so the remote and rural one and the um, urban one is the one of Tally Hills, where a complete, bi-directional drone logistics drone logistics platform um, can basically um, be integrated into existing telehealth services and logistics systems. And what that does, it basically reduces the time lag um, between the delivery of the um of, of the um the telehealth um visit and the delivery of, of the um Medical supply. It also reduces, for example, fuel consumption, emissions used during transport. And just in a previous, previous um, presentation, where we're um, touching on um, SDGs, and that obviously has an important or plays an important part as well, um, working towards those um, lower emissions. And when we speak about expenditures um, needed to acquire an operate fleet of vehicles, are reduced as well by including drone logistics into that system. Um, Coming back to the three points of speed, reach, and agility, using drones um, essentially provides a speed advantage for the health system. So speed allows to cover distances faster, more quickly, and create the the impact at the point of need uh, with minimal delay. It also enables instant or almost instant logistics for the end user. So if we compare some of the countries that we're operating in, we'll basically be reducing a 90-minute journey to a nine-minute journey, or an eight-hour travel by road boat to a 30-minute one, which can, which is almost instant um, as a result. And in those settings can be the difference between life and death. Um, speed, um, the second one, sorry, it's the reach. Um, so on the reach, going to, can also increase that, um, and so basically they, they increase the reach. They increase the reach. That's a bit of a tongue twister um, of fixed infrastructure. So when we speak got fixed infrastructure that is, for example, of a health distribution center. And reach here is the ability for of, for the ability um, to have a greater impact of that health distribution center within a defined area. Um, so that the health center can deliver over longer distances um, with drones than it could with traditional approaches such as boats, cars, or motorbikes. So we've called the speed, the, the speed side, the reach side. In combining both speed and reach, um, we can. Um, it basically means that the impact potential of a select distribution center or health center is multiplied by offering outcomes for more people more times per hour, more times times per day. And finally, the use of drone logistics um, also offers agility. Agility offers the ability of the drone to switch tasks and meet changing requirements of the environment, but can also simply mean responding rapidly in the event of outbreaks, pandemics, and natural disasters. If we think about the three previous points, reach, speed, and agility, um, in realizing those benefits, um, we sort of, the platform, by um, basically, sorry, realizing those those benefits um, by deploying a complete drone logistics platform into a supply chain is um, kind of like the, the core element of what we do at Swoop and with experience in um, deploying air logistics in uh, a number of countries um, seven countries we are leading the way in in that industry um, for us the current pandemic has actually not for us <laughs> but for everyone uh, the current pandemic has only served to highlight that finding solutions to existing health and equality inequalities is um, is a must is a necessity today and we're what we've found is that the realization has prompted governments communities and businesses to think much more holistically than they have before about health and well-being um and it, it is also remaining a key priority should remain a key priority when it comes to national planning and community development and um during the pandemic group has also demonstrated that um the, the speed, agility, and reach of drones um, are essential to support national governments when it comes to mitigating the impact of the pandemic. Um, to give an example, in, across Africa to date, we have delivered over 40,000 medical products across Africa with a figure that is rising daily. And this is an impact that um, we're we basically um, you know, sort of support and create resilience within the supply chain. Going further into our operations um, and our impact to date. Um, So we have a global footprint with with a significant presence growing in Africa, with operations in Malawi, the Congo, and Mozambique. Um, On the next slide, if I can get to it, yes. Um, You can basically uh, see um, here that we're operating across high, middle, and low-income settings. And that is because. Um, most a lot of those health systems face challenges and they manifest very differently between Melbourne and Malawi but the underlying causes are the same as that in that the current medical logistics model doesn't um, cater for everyone and doesn't allow and always support the equitable provi- uh, provision of health care I'll um, now dig deeper into, um, into two of our um, flagship stores, which is um, Malawi and DR Congo. So if we start with Malawi, um, we started in 2019 and commenced operation in northern Malawi in partnership with USAID under the Global Health Supply Chain Program to improve access to HIV um, and AIDS testing and entry um, tri-retroviral uh, medication as well as other sexual reproductive medical supplies so it was in 2019 and then in january 2020 we expanded into southern malawi um, in partnership with uk and unicef and here we basically integrated a multi-purpose sustained drone network that was capable both of delivering um, routine and on-demand healthcare as well as basically um, capture high resolution aerial images to create flood mapping models, disaster preparedness plans, and vulnerability maps. Um, We have continued to operate that same network um, at scale since uh, February 2020. And over the next 15 months, we will be working closely with our NGO partner, Blue Reach to scale up that service to um, a national network to service over 150 um, health facilities across Malawi basically bridge the gap for those um, hard to reach and last mile communities um that should be an image of Malawi but it is dear Congo so I'll just stay on that slide for now so in Malawi essentially uh we've showcased um Malawi is a very good example of uh, a country where we've basically shown the resilience of our air logistics platform um, as we're all aware, the, the, the pandemic exposed a lot of challenges um, in the pandemic, especially for international businesses. Um, also, I should probably say, uh, particularly for Australian businesses. Um, in the environment, we basically had to um, basically rep- repatriate a lot of the Australian team members because um, we were basically forced to return home, home. And our crew members in Malawi took over Coordination, management, or operation of daily activities, so that the network could continue to operate um, as normal was um, piloting done back uh, back from from here, and that meant that Subaru uh, became the first um, organization to uh, remotely pilot um, from outside of its country of operation. So we basically had the pilot sitting in Malawi and the team in um, Africa, in Malawi. Uh, we have since moved to have pilots in, in Malawi. We just had to um, leave very quickly during the pandemic and didn't have the time to finalise the training on that side. Um, that being said, the, the local team has been integral to our impact-driven operations and around the world, not just Malawi. And it's a core pillar of our sustainability. Um, and we'll continue to be part of it as we scale up to a national level over the coming months. It is also core to us to continue upskilling um, local team members and ensure that um, they can operate the technology um, independently of um, Australian team members, international team members. Um, in countries such as um, Malawi or Congo sustaining operations has been crucial um, in dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic and what came after. Um, and more broadly as well, Tackle preventable and communicable diseases such as rabies, malaria, TB. Um, how do I get to the next one? Where am I? Yep, oh, that's by the way, is our DR Congo, our Malawi team, and that is um, that's in DR Congo, and so. Diving into our experience in Dia Congo, we basically began setting up operations in Dia Congo in 2019, following a, a global tender process with Village Reach, and returned to the country in December 2020 to expand the network. Um, and today it has become the largest two-way drone six network, covering 22,000 square kilometer in remote areas in the Equator of Provence. Fund, or funding, or our partner has funding from global health heavyweights such as uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance. Um, and as part of these phase two operations, um, we're routinely servicing 38 health facilities um, directly via uh, 22 drone landing sites. And together with Village Reach, which is very exciting, we are condi- conducting one of the first global impact evaluation reports for bi directional. Um, medical drone logistics operations, because that is still a big gap um, in in the industry. Um, One of the key focuses in DIA Congo is the routine supply of basic childhood immunizations. Um, And I'm also just looking at the clock. I should probably either speak faster or just jump forward. Um, So one of the key focuses in DIA Congo is childhood immunization. Um, but on top of that, we've also been delivering a lot of additional medical supplies as the need arose, such as HIV, multi-drug resistant TB, um, COVID-19, obviously yellow fever, Ebola, polio lab samples, um, returning results, etc. Um, I'll share a few milestones, particularly for DR Congo, that will cast a light on. Um, the impact that we're having there. So since December, we've flown um, about 94,000 kilometers. We've conducted over 2,200 operational flights, uh, transported over um, 125,000 vaccine doses and ensured that 27,000 people aged between 1 and 60 were vaccinated against yellow fever and provided vaccines for more than 9,000 pregnant women. And that's only a few numbers. Um, And so, more broadly on on an international level, I think our impact um, speaks for itself. We've um, conducted over 10,000 operational flights. Um, More than 2 million people are served by the networks. Critical journey times have largely been reduced Um, And on average, we have four emergency flights per week. Um, And those emergency flights are the ones where you saw the example earlier was rabies vaccine or uh, rabies medication delivered at a last minute. Um, I might just jump very quickly over that. Um, So we've also um, expanded our reach. So our reach is pretty diverse across high, middle, and low, high, middle, low low-middle-income countries, anyway, um, and that is because essentially in um, LMICs and high-income countries, that's what I want to say, <laughs> that is because uh, these health systems face challenges um, that might be different, um, as we said before, but um, it doesn't mean that they don't exist in um, high-income countries. Um, so in January 2021, we've launched our first platform customer. Um, with Skyports in Scotland to facilitate um, the collection of COVID-19 samples um, in um, Scotland's in the Highlands, um, and after um, success in that area, we're basically expanding their partnership across um, the Americas and Europe. The, the partnership in Skyports with Skyports in the UK was what was was the NHS um, as part of their COVID-19 response. Um, I'll. Continue jumping forward because I see the time running. Um, some of the key challenges, um, as I noted earlier, are um, uh, so on the, on the health side. On the health side, they're all universally complex challenges. Um, but the same is also true for implementing and innovation. So some of those challenges include technology maturity. I think um, they're all kind of like different maturity levels and outstanding levels regulatory maturity and supply chain interoperability. And all those challenges have one common theme, is that the industry remains at its, at its relative infancy, at least on the civilian side. And at SROP, we are aiming at pioneering the way forward um, in terms of drone logistics integration and um, work hand in hand with regulatory authorities and governments to support the development of aviation best practices um and that also leads me and I'll um probably stop there to um having launched in August this year um our most advanced aircraft which is the kite um which will provide um which basically fires faster further um and is basically Further improving our technology, our full technology stack, um, but more broadly, if we think in the realm of global um, health, the kite will basically further help us unlock new opportunities to support um, capacity building and resilience within health supply chains. It'll um, allow to cover greater distances. Um, Transport larger payloads, and will basically enable Swoop to serve um, remote and hard reach communities in some of the most austere, austere um, geographical contexts. Um, if, as, as a closing, as a closing remark, I'll just jump over these ones. Um, but just as a as a closing remark, um, the Swoop error solution. Um, I think what we've tried to cover is um, that remains both agile in terms of compact design and applicability to optimize the health outcomes for communities. And the global pandemic has only served to highlight that finding solutions to health inequalities and those rising health inequalities is, um, is a necessity. And that realization has prompted governments, communities and businesses to work more closely together and make health a greater priority. And um, I'm looking forward to being part of the technology transformation and a technology-based solution and having Swoop as part of that in the next, in the next years, um, as it becomes very hard to imagine a future where air transport isn't a critical part of um, the health supply chain and the health logistic infrastructure. And I realize that I'm two minutes over. I tried to speak towards the end. Um, so if you do have any questions, I'm happy to take them.
0: Thank you so much, Sabrina, for your presentation. As always, Swoop continues to swoop us with your inspiring work. And I think you're all over the globe now. Congratulations for that. So Sabrina, what is the secret behind uh, Soup's success? is it technology is it people is it partners what is it
1: i think you've uh, summarized it in a fantastic way um i think the people are at the center of everything we do so we have a team of absolutely amazing and fantastic individuals who are very inspired um, to come to work and bring their best self um, to us every day. So I'm looking round around. We're always open um, to welcoming, new and inspiring um, partners and team members. So feel free to reach out on that note. So first the team, Um, But behind that, it's what is driving us as well, which is changing and driving that impact. But at the center of everything, we do have the technology. So the aircraft is only one element, and that's the visible element of everything we do. But there's a lot more than the aircraft. It's basically a full infrastructure, full system, with software supporting the full integration into the logistics network. And then obviously as well, partners. We do have fantastic partners, um, some of which have spoken as well and are speaking um, throughout this conference um, in Village Reach has become of the last um over the last few years a um a trusted advisor and partner in um in deploying um and understanding global health supply chain challenges.
0: We have a question for you. How do you get BVLOS approvals and how does it differ from country to country?
1: That's, um, that's an excellent question. So the BVLOS approvals um, are something that, A, um, where well, we basically work very closely with um, aviation regulators across countries. And so we have a strong aviation heritage And so rather than thinking about regulations in an aftermath, the whole way that operations are set up and that we enter into different countries has the regulatory side at the center because it's all well and good to have a use case, um, to want to deliver medical supplies and to want to solve the challenge. It's all about ensuring that manned and unmanned aviation integrate in a safe way. And for that, we ensure that we work closely with regulators, with other aviation providers. Um, and um, the secret about all of that is the aviation heritage and also um, a fantastic director of regulatory strategy who works and has, has a background in um, prominent or at, at Qantas and a number
0: of other airlines. Thanks, Sabrina. We have a hand raise from David. David, would
2: you like to unmute? Thanks, Dr. Ruchi. Thanks, Sabrina, for your presentation, noting that it's um, after midnight there in Melbourne. Good on you for doing the hard yards so late. (laughs) Uh, I'm from African Drone Forum and do a lot of uh, volunteer work across drone use, especially in Africa, and I've been watching Sweep Aero for quite some time, um, particularly operations in Malawi. Uh, My background's air traffic management. And I also asked um, Aerometrics this morning about this, or today, the same question, and that is, As more and more aircraft or or drones come into the airspace, um, the UAS traffic management side of things becomes complex, especially in areas that are uh, remote and have limited resource settings, particularly with connectivity, surveillance uh, and data mapping. So does SWEEP Aero see a future where they might use larger drones to fly and drop at more, more locations to reduce the number of aircraft in the sky? Um, or do you think that the, the project you've got with the kite uh, is perhaps the way forward for you for the moment? Thank you.
1: Um, thank you, David. Um, I think there are two two aspects to that. The first one is the integration with other airspace users, and for that we are working very closely with um, Civil Aviation, and we are also always looking at the best ways to um, to communicate with air traffic um but more broadly we do interface with UT like with um on, on the UTM side although that being said um also I'll stop because I'll, I'll start saying things that aren't entirely true and I'm basically just re what I hear from us but that's the first element so the first one is we do foresee a future where there will be hundreds of drones hundreds of air, airspace users using it simultaneously um, and for that, we are preparing the way that we're integrating um, with, um, with services such as, um, um, such as, I've got a blank moment, um, but essentially other UTM providers. On the other side, integrating with larger aircraft um, does not only serve to reduce the amount of aircraft in the air, it will also help link networks between each other. So. If we, for example, take the example of um, of Malawi, or of the Congo, if we do have several hub and spokes model, we can link um, those networks between each other and link um, link those supply chains in a different way, allowing us to um, re uh, supply, for example, medical supplies to those have kind of like larger areas at um, at regular intervals, but also just cover greater distances without the need um, for Hubbinsburg's model if there isn't um, for um, changing pod locations and if, if there is a need for it, for example. Does that respond
0: to the question?
2: Yeah, that's, that's really good feedback. Thanks so very much.
0: Thank you, David. Thank you so much, Sabrina. I think we will move you to the chat. So, any comments, any questions for Sabrina, you can put it in the chat. And uh, Sabrina, thank you so much for being a part of our conference. I really look forward to having many more interactions with you. And we also look forward to learning from all the case studies that you have put up, all the experiences that you have put up. And uh, hopefully, we will have swoop arrow in our countries very soon. Thank you so much, Sabrina.
1: Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Rushi. And uh, likewise, Mm I'm looking forward to uh, discussion with you.
0: Good evening. Good evening. Good night, Sabrina. Hey there. Thank you for listening to Global Voices in Drones and Development. We will be releasing at least one new episode every week, and that would be on a Saturday. So please do tune in. And you're most welcome to join the Global Alliance on Drones and Development. Where we would be having podcasts, videos, masterclasses, meetings, discussions, and much more. So see you around. Thank you for listening.